everyone. Coming up, we uh, dined at the brand new NBC Sports Brill and Grew. Brill and Grew. <laughs> <laughs> Grill and Brew restaurant at Universal City Walk, so you don't have to. Live from the Bob Varley studio in Orlando, Florida, this is the Universal Edition of the Diz Unplugged. <laughs> This is episode 60 of the Disunplugged Universal Edition. The Disunplugged Universal Edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello, everyone. I am your tongue-tied host. host. I wanted to say co-host. <laughs> Technically, I am a co-host. I'm the host with a co-title in it. Are you? I, I just always refer to you. Oh, hold on. I don't want to show myself yet. Oh, okay. Well, I feel <laughs> Is like... Is it a surprise? We okay, have to wait yeah, for the I big guess, reveal? Well, he, he, it's like in a movie script. You can't just show it. Okay, whatever. Um, <laughs> so, I always assumed you are the host, and yeah, then we two we are, are the, the co-hosts. Hosts. Yeah, I guess that's a good point. I mean, it's just, now that we have only two people at the table, it feels more like a co-host thing, but then again, I still do all the talking, and I You're run the show. The You're the host. lead. You're I'll the continue lead. calling myself the host. Yeah. We're okay with that. Uh, of not, course. We're not so egotistical that we have to be like, meh. Good. I'm glad. Well, okay. I'm glad we could come to this. Okay, maybe right now. One of us is. <laughs> wow, Okay. Uh, I'm your host, Craig Williams. Uh, joined with me today uh, is a couple people who aren't typically joined with me, but they decide to sit in for a <laughs> turn. Jenny Lynn Knopp. Weird joke here. Right beside me. Hello. Yeah, every once in a while, I go back on iTunes and I reread the one comment that says, like, it's cringeworthy because the main host makes all these jokes that are just embarrassing and you can tell he's embarrassed whenever he makes them that's how they know they're referring to you you're the host <laughs> i'm not embarrassed whenever i make my jokes i know they're bad i know they fall flat that's, and you're proud of it that's me i've that's got a good me. one later <laughs> i i do this on purpose i i would have stopped a long time ago if uh, if i realized like oh my god all that so yes uh that is me and also joining us today I was, I was gonna say. in the back not in the back of our hearts, though. Just in the Just front in of the, our faces. Front of the face, back of the heart, something in the mind. <laughs> Rhino Clavin. Me. What's up? So, yes, uh, banter aside, of course, uh, we we have a great episode coming up for you. Uh, a very, very uh, fun dining review. Delicious. Uh, it's, Brill and Grooves are my favorite. Yeah, Brill and Grooves. Um <laughs> It's. I like to kick back with a good brill after a stressful day. A brill is like the scrub, isn't it? Yeah, like a yeah. like a brillo pad. Yeah. And Gru, of course, is a, a fictional me. character. Yes. Oh, I was. <laughs> <laughs> or just growing in general. Uh, regardless, yeah, no, we have a great review coming up. Uh, I didn't say it's great because the food's good. It's great because I think it'll be very entertaining, and we yeah. had a great time doing it. It's yeah. been less than 24 hours since we went to do the review, um, and we'll get into more of those details later. But before we do any of that, I want to jump off straight into housekeeping, because I 
I personally don't have any today. I do. I forgot what it was because I don't write this stuff down. Rhino, I'm going to let you talk in I the did, meantime. I, I wrote it down in my notebook right here. Yes. First of all, it's my brother's birthday, so I'm going to say happy birthday, even though I don't think he listens, but someday I'll guilt him into that, and he will. Um, and then also, um, I want to give a shout-out to uh, Ken, who is a listener um, that I met when I was in Disneyland. He was on his first trip there. He usually comes to Disney World, so he's a big fan of our other show. Um, and I... Was too tired to remember to bring that up on Tuesday, I believe. I actually might have said it and don't remember. But anyway, uh, he was good people. Uh, I look forward to uh, hanging out with him again when he comes back down here. And um, I also went to Halloween Horror Nights in Hollywood. Mm, yes, you so did. Everybody knows. Yeah, I had a little Hollywood vacation this weekend. It was a an amazing time. Um, it, it really was incredible. Like, everything I got to do there was incredible. I got to see some amazing people while I was there. Um and uh, without going too in-depth, because I think we'll talk about it in another episode, yes, you said. Yes, I'm just going to say that um, having experienced them both, I, I, Halloween Horror Nights in Hollywood is quite the experience. But this year, I think Orlando may have the edge, and more on that in a later episode. Yeah. Score. That is a... Uh that is a good score later on. I guess I do have a slight bit of housekeeping. Uh, don't want to. I want to keep most of this episode focused on our restaurant review, so I'm not going to go too crazy. And it is about Halloween Horror Nights. Uh, it's just more or less. It, this would fit better on the trip because it's an issue. Um, He's got an issue. Oh, I guess that's Rhino's just showing what I didn't. I don't bring to the trip. <laughs> no, because I, I can never hit the button at the right time, so I just sing their. His own I give them their own transitions. Fantastic. Um, <laughs> He's got an issue. I do have an issue, uh, and we kind of experienced it last night. Uh, this is the first year that I've attended Halloween Horror Nights, uh, in you know the past five years that I've been going now, where there is a consistent problem with all of the houses maintaining their wait times to oh, what they're Oh, hosting. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and that continued after you left that night, too. Yeah. Uh, so it started on the first Saturday of the event. I went with my sister. And so we're, you know, we're doing everything that we uh, wanted to do. And then it gets towards the end of the night. And the first thing we do is go to... Uh, the after we did everything we wanted, then we're like, okay, let's hit some other stuff. So we go to Freddy versus Jason. They had the wait time posted at a 45. And we walked in line. And if you haven't been there yet, I mean, it's pretty much the longest line. It's been the longest yeah. house uh, the with the biggest line the entire event. Because uh, it's so good. Yeah, it is. It's very good. It deserves to have that long of a wait. However, the line was clearly 90 minutes. Uh, I've been going to the event in the house that it's in. Wait, I've been wait. in that line enough that I know what the what the wait times are based off of where you get in the lines. What I was mean, the posted wait time again? I'm sorry. It, it was, was 45 posted minutes. 45. Oh. So it was Whoa. twice that. Yeah. yeah. The the express line was so backed up that they weren't even scanning the express. So it was like they they couldn't move. So it was just the person standing there. The express was almost all the way to the first bend in the twister queue. Oh, wow. It was that far backed up. So I would say the express line alone was probably a 30-minute wait on top of what was there for the house, which was easily a 90 when express is being maintained. And so I basically went out front. And I was just like, you guys got to get your crap together. This is wrong. Uh, no, we, we know what's right. Okay. Oh. That's fine. So we walk over to The Walking Dead. And 
the wait time was posted at 25. We're like, okay, well, do it. I don't like it, but 25 isn't bad for a wait right now when everything else is uh, 45 minutes and above. And so we get in line for that, and it was about a 50 to a 55-minute wait, all said and done. And whenever everyone in the line was getting so pissed off and asking the team members, what's going on? I thought it said 25 minutes. Uh, yeah, it is a 25-minute wait. <laughs> no, no they, it's, it's not. not. They didn't even own up to it. That's... Don't lie to me. And I mean, yeah, I got, I, I hate, I, I will say I almost embarrassed myself because I did curse. I was like, don't effing lie to me about it. It's like, oh, do you feel better now that you swore? Oh my God. And I said, yeah, I do. (laughs) I do feel better. Um, And so I thought that this was just going to be the one time happening. Getting the kinks out of the first weekend. Yeah. Next weekend, go back with my sister again. Same exact issue with Freddy versus Jason. We get in line and it's posted as a 60. And we we get there and we look at it and it was basically where it was whenever it was a 90 minute wait again so we got out of line and didn't say anything this time a couple of the other houses we went in were about 15 minutes under posted so irritating but we were in a better mood that time just going to do a couple things and leaving and then the next time we go I think it was the next time then we went back. We tried it again. We waited this time in line for Freddy versus Jason for 30 minutes because they said it was posted at a 60. And at the 30-minute mark, we're like, we've only done one down and back. We're not. We still have at least six to go in the full line. So there's no way it can be. Um, And then last last night, night, we experienced it in the two houses I experienced with you. Definitely in run. Run was bad. Compared to what they said it was. Worse, yeah. Yeah, run ended up being about a 40 whenever it was posted at a 25. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I would even say maybe I, I thought it was. Or was that a 30? And it no, it, it, no, it was posted at 25. Okay. Yeah, we didn't get in line for anything that was, uh, was when you were there, we never got in line for anything that was said more than, there was no 30, yeah. Yeah, and then body collectors, I believe, said 20, and we waited about. 35 yeah so a solid 15 minute uh not that i was upset about it last night i was kind of easy going because we did have a big nice group and we are all talking to each other and having fun so it wasn't an issue but at the same time if you're coming expecting to try to get everything done and you don't have express and you're really working at it and you're trying to do the shortest times and maximizing your time you you're not going to get anything done whenever they can't do their so base job. What of do you just think is going on? Right. Is it they're just taking too long changing the crews over or too many people are getting express passes? I'm going to let you speak first, Rhino, and then I'll tell you what's wrong. Okay. Th- this happened to me in uh, both Disneyland and um, uh, Universal Hollywood this weekend, actually, because Lake Haunted Mansion is so over there. I, I don't know. I know some of the attractions use flick cards still. I don't, you know, the timekeepers. Yeah. Um, but. I I don't Universal Hollywood doesn't have that system because all the signs wait times are paper posted like so it, it's like somebody goes out and puts the Velcro on the back of yeah. the thing and puts it so you know I'm like all right it's oh downpouring um <laughs> it's uh I got into the line for the Halloween house and it said sixty minutes and I was like okay and knowing you know being a smart human being who's worked in the theme park I went well somebody posted this themselves so we could end up waiting here potentially a lot longer than that and it ended up being about um, I want to say like 
close to that, but about 70. So somebody was at least paying attention yeah. and changing the thing. Um, and what happened at Haunted Mansion, hour and a half. So I don't think they were doing flip cards and it's all visual and people aren't paying attention. Like people aren't going out and changing it. I don't understand why at Universal when they have all that digital stuff, I, I don't know how they do it there. You know better than that. But Well, it's, it's a leadership problem essentially uh at halloween horror nights and during normal park hours one of the you know it's like any job uh especially the same with disney too it's you have your front of house workers who are the ones that are greeting you in line putting you on the rides all that stuff then you got trainers who know a little more and then from there you have the relief leads uh or relief um what coordinators Mm -hmm. at disney and those are your like your the one or two days a week they'll be like the kind of uh front of house manager and they're the first ones to talk to guests then you have the status ones who do only that and then from there you have your managers and supervisors that are in who come in whenever things really get bad and then from up there uh you might see the upper management walking around (laughs) from time to time but they're not the ones dealing with any guest issues unless someone's like drastically hurt um and so it is the lead's responsibility to know where the line ends. And based on where the line ends, that's how you can estimate what the wait time is. And I mean, it's we've done studies. You can We even will hand out in time. Uh, we don't have, sorry, we, like I still work there. Um, Disney has the flick card system. However, my coordinators at Test Track, whenever I worked there, they were very honest about the flick card system in that, yeah, they register on a computer in the back, but it's still the coordinator's oh, okay. job to actually change the wait time and watch that. I'm and gonna this is the same deal. Give you an asterisk on that though, because that was changed um, when. Uh, I do, what year did you work there? Ten. Okay. Um, in like thirteen or fourteen, they they changed it um, because it used to be the flick card went through like once every ten minutes or something like yeah. that, and then it became once every two and a half minutes, once every three minutes when the um, the uh, magic band started happening because because when the app went live, it was supposedly supposed to relay directly into the app. Um, so like, yeah. I worked in an attraction that had to be manually upped like it didn't matter we sent flick cards through it was just so the app could get the information yeah so they changed it later that's all i'm gonna say but i don't know how much more effective it became yeah after that Uh, regardless it's it's a big leadership issue at universal right now uh with the people who are running the houses uh on the opposite spectrum i was positive going into run because my sister and i went in uh together and we did run and it was posted at a 20 and we made it through in like 15 because all of their the leads at their house they were all in the queue or right at the entrance helping out pushing everyone along they were maintaining a five to ten minute wait for express but they knew that was the only way they could keep their house lying down was by doing it and honestly express promises you get in shorter than uh the normal lines it doesn't promise that you get in there instantly right right so I think as long as you maintain a shorter express time than you do the queue time, then you are still doing your job right. However, a lot of the houses we ran into, the issue was they were dumping the express lines. That happened at run. letting it slow down the regular queue. And that's that's not how you maintain it. That's the same thing goes with any normal attraction during the day, especially with Fast Pass 2 over at Disney. If you'd constantly oh. worry about dumping the Fast Pass or express lines, 
then you are drastically screwing over the regular lines, and mm-hmm. yeah. that's not yep. how you maintain a good attraction. And I told you about my, my situation at Disneyland on Space Mountain was, like, I, I was a trainer at Disney, so I know where it comes down to it was poor training. It, it's like what you said. Something at the top trickles down, and, you know, if that is uh, poor quality, then the, the trainee is going to be not operate appropriately because this guy didn't understand pulsing fast pass versus regular um cue so i was standing right at that fast pass position and he was just letting fast pass people come in but there was nobody coming in there was nobody there but he would keep it open because he'd see somebody like a hundred feet away coming instead of letting letting regular guests letting regular guests then wait here how many come on that's how it's supposed to go yeah because you're supposed to keep both lines moving but he just did not understand the concept so so get on it trainers come on yeah that, I mean, that's essentially my housekeeping, though. I know it was long-winded and more of an issue slash rant on it, but... No, it's, it's good. People should be aware of it when yeah. they go there. Just brace yourself for that. If you're not going to pay for the the front-of-the-line pass, just be prepared that what you're going in for wait time-wise might not be what you're getting, so... Yeah, and I mean, that's... But then again, that's just an issue in general. I don't think Universal typically has this problem ever on a normal day-to-day basis with their attractions. Right now, it is solely an issue that is happening because of Halloween Horror Nights. And, I mean, we're over three weeks in at this point. They should already have their crap together and getting this going. But, um, like I said, it's more just keep it in mind whenever you're going there. You'll still enjoy the event, but uh, don't even hesitate to ask a team member out front and ask the next one in line because sometimes you're going to start getting differing opinions based on who you're speaking to. Yeah. Some people don't know. Some people will be honest with you. Some people will lie. <laughs> All sucks. But, um... With that being said, we still had a good time. We did. Yeah. It was a fun time last night. So I know you guys don't like the Jack show, but I love it. Well, I, I it's it just yeah, I don't like clowns and I uh, I, I don't remember know. hearing you didn't like the Jack show. Why well, didn't you? Well, you like you it? remember I had to leave halfway through because yeah. I had to go to Bill and Ted. Right. So um, I I don't know. I I like the idea of the production of it again. Like it, I mean, it's interesting how they try to do. I, I like this in theater. It, it, any type of theater. I like when they do an effect on stage that makes you sit in the audience and go, how did they do that? Okay, and, and I was, when they put the guy in the blender and it spins around, like, I know how they did it, but I was right. still like, okay. I like that there's the ambition to do stuff like that in front of us, and mm-hmm. I think that takes Halloween Horror Nights to, like, a new level. So I appreciate that they're kind of doing that this year, and I hope that continues. I just don't care for Jack. He makes me uncomfortable. And <laughs> and I guess that's the point. But the show, I hate Chance, and the show just makes me feel like I'm a dirty biker somewhere. I don't know. <laughs> See, I, I completely disagree, and I will end it on this comment because I, I rule this. Because you're the uh, host. I rule this as a host with an iron fish. A fish? fish I, an iron fish. Iron fish are the best. <laughs> an iron fist. In that um, grill of yours. The Carnage Returns. After seeing Bill and Ted multiple times, after watching The Carnage Returns multiple times, it is better than Bill and Ted's this year. It is much better than Bill and Ted's. It's okay. acted better. Okay, but what on- I do want to hear you say on record. Oh wait, no, never mind. You said it last week that you like Alice in Wonderland. Yes, I do. Also. I it, it has moved up my list, and it actually continues moving up my list. See, that was one that last night I had that issue with thirty minute wait. It was not thirty minute wait. It was like a ninety minute wait, but. But regardless, um, 
I like that there are different types of offerings, like a Bill and Ted show versus this horrifying show on stage, too. So I had yeah. a friend who got very scared in the first house, but she still ended up being able to enjoy her night because the scare zones were a little easier for her to do, and she could watch the shows like that and still enjoy it. And we did the rides because they were all open and they were walk-on wait. So yeah, that's it. There you go. Carnage Return is better than Bill and Ted's. <laughs> still saying it. Okay. That is what it is. So let's jump into the meat and potatoes. It is, JL. <laughs> I didn't say anything. The copper meat and potatoes. I just shook my head silently. Okay. <laughs> NBC Sports Brew. I almost <laughs> brew. did it again. <laughs> Grill and brew. Grill and brew. You didn't put a picture they of the They serve iron the fish. Oh, there it is. Yeah, I did. Okay. Ta-da! So the brand new restaurant that technically is not open yet. So that's where I want to preface this entire conversation. Uh, I think it's important to say this that, yeah. technically soft opened on the sixth. So two days ago uh, on Tuesday night, it opened at four o'clock. And right now I believe that's the hours it's running with four to 11 o'clock every night. Um, this is a soft open. Uh, the We've talked about the giant TV screen before that is going to be on there. That's still not even completely wired and hooked up. They are still working on a lot of the exterior, and it is visible from the outside. And if you're on the upstairs section of the restaurant, because it is two floors, it is also on the visible. It's very visible that they're still doing work. So for this review, uh, we are going to more heavily rely on the food that we had, even though that could change too in the next. Uh, well, uh, in the next couple weeks before it hits its grand opening. And then even after that, with any restaurant, once it opens up for its grand opening, it sometimes takes a couple months for them oh, to get their yeah, legs. Yeah, definitely, because so, they have to train their people. I mean, I, like we, I know we're going to get into this in a second, but like we initially had a hostess seating issue, but yeah. that stuff is expected you know, these people are still learning how the restaurant is going to, you know, flow and how to work it. Uh, so, yeah, I guess just keep all that in mind. On um, your on your note, although, about it being, like, not finished yet on the exterior, we're not going to talk about that too much. I, I do just want put to put a note in there that, with that said, I actually thought this venue outside and inside is very well done like yes. it's it's mm, looking very mm-hmm. cool Visually, very yeah. a lot of neat lighting in there a lot of um it's, it's just very so the fact that it's not even done yet that says a lot about how well this building's come along I exactly think. and uh for those watching um you know we are going to show mostly food pictures uh jen we have like one or two shots of the interior not showing much uh once it's fully grand open uh there will be pictures and videos and all of it coming in. We want to give it the respect uh, that, that it deserves. Yeah. Wait till it is completely finished to really start blasting it out there. But uh, with that being said, let's jump into it. So, of course, NBC Sports Grill and Brew replaced the old NASCAR. Uh, rest in peace, NASCAR. You didn't live long enough. Vroom, Only vroom. one love up above. Only for a long time. Uh so, yeah, but it still keeps that same concept in general, that this is a place to get beer, watch food, sports. and watch sports. Uh, just not so heavily themed on NASCAR at all. Um, which is something that City Walk absolutely needs with NBC, NBC City, NBA City, and NASCAR closing. It really it needed to fill that gap because mm-hmm. there wasn't a lot of places to do that. Uh, resort-wide, there's typically not a lot of places you can actually go to just 
watch a game and get some food and a drink. Um, so it's something that they absolutely needed to keep in its in the zone just so they could maintain that presence. Otherwise, you're going to start losing people going off property to Buffalo Wild Wings or Ale House right down the road. Um, so in general, yeah, we wanted to go and try out the food now that it is open and as JL mentioned, our experience started a little shaky, so I'm going to let it's, you jump into it. Yeah. Okay, so we got there. We were greeted uh, by a very friendly face. She was a very warm hostess, and she seated us immediately, which I was a little bit surprised, but I thought, oh, my gosh, that's great. So we go in, and we walk through the downstairs, which was very cool looking. Um, there were six people in our group. We walked past a few tables that, you know, sat six people. I, I remember thinking she was going to stop at one of them all the way. but There was at least four did. when yeah. we did that because I was counting. Okay. Yeah. yeah, there was. There was quite a few. Um, but So we kept following her. She took us upstairs. I thought, ooh, fun. We're going to get to go upstairs. That's exciting. And we walked by, we walked by another one upstairs, too. Yes, that was we did. For six, yeah. Yes, so. we did. Um, and then she takes us to the back end of the restaurant and... <laughs> tries to seat us at a booth that seats four and then expects the other two people at, to sit at a separate table for two that is across the aisle. So she was splitting up our group. And then when we questioned that, she said that there wasn't anything available. Um, now, I, I think that that's a hostess issue. Again, I, I was a hostess. I've been a hostess that has opened restaurants and you have to, you're figuring out how the restaurant works, how the flow is. You have a lot of things that you have to keep track of, you know, making sure that servers sections get rotated. So you're not giving all the people to, you know, one server. I understand the complications, but you don't take a party of six, um, walk past four or five tables that seat tables of six and then expect their group to split up without asking them if that's okay in the first place. And the response that when you, when the group politely asks you to, if, right. if there is a way that we're like, oh, could we move the tables together or anything like that? I wrote it down because when she came back and said that we were, we were lucky one yes. opened up. That I was, was a, like, that was she a mistake. did not say that very nicely. Either. Yeah, no, that was a mistake. Um, we did ask if we could put our tables together um, so that our group could remain, which is a, a reasonable request. Um, she, you know, looked a little bit befuddled and said, you know what, let me go check on something. Perhaps something has opened up. And I thought all of this talk was a little bit strange because we had seen multiple tables opened. Um, again, I understand as a hostess, you also have to save certain tables for reservations and such, but I don't think that this was the case on this particular day. Um, that they had to have multiple tables open for reservations. Yeah. So um, that yes, then as Rhino said, she comes back and says, "Well, you guys are so lucky. Something yeah. just opened up, and <laughs> it was just a little bit strange, awkward, and it did give you a little bit of a bad taste in your mouth." Nevertheless, we were easygoing, and we followed her downstairs, where we got sat at a super uber cool table, which I feel like made up for the whole other experience. Yeah, but even on the way down, we continually then passed even more tables. Yeah. And we I did. understand. We passed a lot of tables for six. <laughs> Some section. I mean, that might've been a server section that was just triple set and they couldn't yes. handle another one. Yes. But at the same time too. Well, in that case, she needs to communicate with us as the yes. guests. Um, I would have rather waited right off from the start than been split up. Yeah. Yes, so, absolutely. And I think that, we would have we you're right. said like, that. Who, who brings people like that far into a restaurant, uh, up a floor, into the back, and then is like, here you go. 
and and we were just looking at the table being like I was like, I don't think we can all fit here. I only see four things. And they're like, oh, here and here. And I'm My like, My guess is that in me? this case, this is a girl that doesn't have much experience hosting and she's getting, you know, she's just learning the ropes. Is I'm, I'm, I'm trying to give the benefit of the doubt here because um, that was just really like a big, huge mess up. You don't do that as a hostess 101. So I, I'm guessing yeah. she's just flat out new yeah i think this is a very green restaurant uh in terms of the staff there i uh a couple times with our server who we'll get into a little bit more as we talk about the meal but i could flat out see uh on her work id it was brand new like it was just laminated two weeks ago Mm -hmm. which in case i mean that uh, she obviously would have had to have serving experience somewhere before or she just got a replacement id but um how she handled our table throughout the meal said to me that this was probably one of her first serving jobs in terms of the capacity that this restaurant can hold. Yes. Uh, Because her hair started getting frizzy and she started to get very frantic as the meal went on and stopped coming to our table as much when we really needed her to. And overall, in general, the staff here did not impress me at all. Yes. Again, I, I'm I'm trying to give the benefit of the doubt and, and have them, you know, chalking it up to they're, they're all figuring it out. I know what it's like to open a restaurant. It's very confusing, overwhelming. And even when you do have experience, it's hard because every restaurant functions differently. Yeah. And everyone in this restaurant, because it's new, will be learning that there's going to be a lot of growing pains from management all the way down. But yes, it was the whole um, that that was all a little bit rough. On a on a positive note, though, I, we did get to see the entire restaurant because we were walked through it twice. But like upstairs, they've got um, you can see it in this um, this photo right here. They've got like the brew tanks are up there and stuff like that. And that, that's like you know, there's tables like right outside of there. So that was cool. Um, and and I I really liked. I like the feel of the restaurant as we went through too. I know we weren't going to talk about this too much, but I just have one more photo I wanted to show. Like, there's a lot of these cool lamps here. There was a lot of TVs, not as many TVs as we expected. Like Craig said, he thought it was just going to be yep. TVs plastered everywhere. But there were still it, TVs visible from every seat. I mean, yeah, from every you, you weren't the upstairs. You I weren't would say lacking if, of TVs. If you're going to watch like something specifically there, I would say that the bar, as of right now, yeah. the bar or upstairs is your best bet because the upstairs had like a circular spiral of TVs that look like a newsroom. Yeah, I I can't wait to see this place again once it is fully finished and formed and heck they could even add more TVs in there at this point. Uh, I wouldn't put it past them. Uh, There are so many cool features to this restaurant including the fact that it is it's technically an open air restaurant and that they yeah. have garage doors that separate the patio from the main dining room. Such a cool feature, by the way. I loved that. So we were there, and I didn't even realize that it was open. But the, yeah, like the big, huge garage doors were open. And then it started to get a little bit too hot because the sun had started to set, and it was right on Craig and, uh, and my backs and we were feeling it feeling the heat right. and I remember thinking gosh this is kind of like uncomfortable and then all of a sudden it started to change because the garage doors they had all the garage doors come down and then they even had um, and when I say come down it was all like automatic it was so yep. it was just cool like I, I don't know why we all have garage door openers I shouldn't be that impressed but I was and then um, 
<clears throat> excuse me. And then they also had these shades that would automatically come down as well and shaded us from the heat. And they just brought it down for a little while and the restaurant cooled off enough until um, the sun set. And then they opened it all back up again. Yep. It was just this really cool thing. Can we talk about the table? Because I love the table. We'll get to the table, yeah. All right. Um, I want. I just want to make sure we didn't miss anything else. I'm with... gonna. Oh wait, before the table. Okay. Um, I liked. I liked the. Uh, no, I even have a note on it. My phone. Um, I liked the way the servers were dressed. Um, they were like these black and gray, and white kind of flannel shirts. They were like jeans, and I liked that they were all. They were all wearing brand new. Um, like Chuck Taylors or, or like the off brand. It looked yeah. like, but, but I still thought that was like. It was it was kind of cool. They were all wearing like their brand new shoes, and it was nice to see them all in their new outfits. Yeah. With that being said, look- I didn't understand the theme because they're in flannels, but then the hostesses were in blazers, like they were they're, newscasters. They're the pages. Well, like they're pages. They work at a NBC. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But how does that go with flannels? What are the servers supposed to be? I was confused. I they're found just, it confusing. They're servers. Yeah. It, at NBC, when you go to the studio, there's there's it's a it's an NBC like tradition. There's a page, and they always wear that that universal blazer because they greet you and they give you the tour. Watch thirty around. Okay, yeah, can, you'll understand it. it yeah. then. And, but the flannel shirts have nothing to do with anything. I think that just has to do with practicality that you can't have a server dressed up. I mean, you you can obviously high end <laughs> restaurants, yeah, but in do. a place like this, but, but a page, it wouldn't feel right. A page okay. wouldn't wouldn't be serving you anyway. So yeah. why would you? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like the servers are just servers. It's just the hostess is themed as the page. Yeah. Okay. I, I think I think the servers are. I I like their costumes here. Well, I did too. Case. I just was confused. I found it confusing. If they would have been dressed up like they dress up over at Emeralds, it would just feel awkward and stuffy for a sports bar. Yeah. Okay. Um, but. Okay, so we went over that. Oh, um, um, are you doing all? Well, are you doing all ambiance before you get to the food, or what? Because there's one yeah, let's more. Let's just go. Okay, and then we'll let JL let loose on I, what she wants to talk I, about. I, I just really love this table. I really liked the music that played, and and oh, I noticed it good. like immediately off the back. It's it's a very a little unusual at sometimes because there was like the Olympic theme song was playing and stuff, but but it was very like '90s, 2000. It was kind of all over the map, but it was that's what I liked because I was like it didn't. You know, it wasn't like something where I tuned out in the background. Like every now and then there was like a really cool song that came on. Yeah. So props to them. Talk about the table. The table, guys. Okay. So they, you know, we had the problem with getting seated. But I was really excited when she walked us to a foosball table that had a glass covering over top of it. So, um, and, and. Best of all, it was functioning. So while you were all sitting there ordering or waiting for your food or whatever, I guess you could have done it even while you're eating, you could actively play foosball with the people that were there. And I did. And I made all the goals for my team and the other team. I don't know if I want to use the word actively because if you're not careful, you're going to get one of those handles in your man bits. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. So be careful. That's a good all right. point. All right. Uh, I wasn't thinking of that. I don't have man bits. It's not just foosball tables, too. Um, they also have shuffleboard tables mm-hmm. as well. And then uh, you can't actively play ping pong, but they do have tables that are literally just a ping pong table. That was like the big, big parties had that table. It made me feel like whenever I was looking at that, uh, at my grandma's house, whenever we'd have the holidays, they had their pool table in the basement. And then we would put the ping pong table cover on top of the pool table. And that's where we would all sit and eat. So to me, it kind of like oh, so a sentimental had that weird. I just thought setback. Okay, I just thought it was extremely clever and absolutely fun, and it made me want to have one in my house. Yeah, no, I 
I like I've wanted everything. One friends. I love everything they're doing in terms of the interior. Uh, they could use some more TVs, but um, it, it's a great interior space. It's working very well, and uh, they should be proud of what they've done. And I can't wait for it to be finished so that way we can get in there and take lots of pictures and lots of photos and we probably should well, say not every table is like this so yeah. like for example when we went to get seated at the booth and and otherwise there was a lot of tables that are just normal tables so we happened to get lucky um that we got sat at the foosball table yeah. but once we did i was so into it yeah but the majority of tables are just normal tables yeah sorry to burst your bubbles on that so with that let's get into uh, we'll start with the first thing that we got at our table, uh, drinks actually, um, part of, of course, we've said all of this, it's the grill and brew. Uh, it's very, a beer heavy oriented, um, in terms of their normal, uh, beer menu there, there's a wide range of your, your typical Bud Lights, Miller Lights, uh, all, all of the standards that you would expect to be at a bar. And then they actually do have a great selection of craft beer. A lot of stuff yeah. from Florida mm-hmm. uh, that isn't really as locals. It's not really impressive to see it because it's essentially stuff that we're seeing everywhere now. But for out-of-towners who really want to try something uh, that's unique, this is now absolutely the best beer selection in Universal Orlando. So oh, wow, now there's a statement. That it absolutely is. If you want the mo- if you have a group that everyone likes something different in terms of beers, this is the best place you could go. Everyone will find something they I, want. I really uh, one one note on that cuz I flip to that book a lot. Um I really like how it's broken up. They have like their their local stuff is or, or their the brew, the specific ones they have there is is the top and then it breaks it up by like the white, the pale uh, white, the pale ale, um you know, and then like reds and stuff like that, IPAs. Um, but I like, I like any place that puts the alcohol content of the beer under there. So you don't actually, you know, like sometimes you're like, Oh, from maybe, but it's like 2%. So you're like, I'm not paying for juice. And, yeah. um, I also enjoy a place that will put the price of their drinks right on the menu. I, I don't know. It, it just, it's, it's a lot of respect in my book. That's like, okay, here it is. We're not trying to hide anything. Exactly. Like, just buy it. And all of theirs did have the prices on it. They did have about six or seven mixed drinks that they did too. Mm-hmm. Uh, some they actually looked pretty creative too. We didn't try any. Uh, the beer fusions because, too. Yeah. Our well, then they do beer beer fusions, which I like black and tan, yeah. and you know, like that stuff. Like it's for a certain group yeah. of people who like those. They offer beer flights there as well, pre-selected beer flights. Um, and then the big staple is this place has three beers brewed especially for it. And I say that because I believe the current update on Twitter, they were talking about it on opening night, a bunch of bloggers. But those vats that are upstairs are they're fake. Oh, show vats. Um, they do. They are not brewing on property. Oh. So, but they have these beers specifically brewed for them. Um, and one is an eight. It's called like eight six two IPA. Uh, they have a brown ale, and then they have a cask ale or a cask. Uh, two of them have conditioned eight six two title in them. Yes. Yeah. That's that. Well, that's the moniker they're going. Okay. Under, the eight six two. So. Uh, the brown ale, we didn't try it. I don't typically like brown ale, so I can't really speak for it, even if I would have got it. The IPA was um it was a decent IPA to That's say the, one the I least. Got, right? Uh yeah. Okay. I know you but you always try to try IPAs. I just deep down I don't think you like IPAs. <sighs> I don't and you need to just get over it. Ever since you know. they added the more hops. 
I know. I, I just can't. Um, um, I mean, but I will say this: like, it wasn't bad. I enjoyed it. It's just it was a little, a little bitter for my taste. That's all. But I, that's what an IPA is but, supposed to be. But I'm glad that they had such a, a varied selection because then I got an Orange Blossom Pilsner that was there, and that I thought that was cool yeah. because the only other place I've seen that is this bar in like downtown Winter Park that had it on tap. So there's so many places that serve Shh, that. You just they, go to the same ones over and over know. again. Um, yeah, market. in terms of the IPA, it was actually decent. It had, you say it was bitter. To me, it just had an overly citrus flavor just a to bit it. Bitter at the which end, which I I usually like citrus uh, IPAs, and this wasn't. This was okay. I here's where my issue came in. Uh, the servers have been walking around with training books on hop varieties, and they've been learning about beer for. I think Corey and I were over at City Walk at one point, and we saw them carrying this around. And this was a month ago, a month and a half ago. So they've been supposedly studying to learn all these beer facts. Um, but then I asked our server straight up what was in there, and she's like, "I know it's got like a piney flavor, and it's got a citrusy flavor to it." And like, yeah. but I wanted to know the exact hops that were in it because uh, I have my favorites, and I wanted to know if I could point them out. So then she's like, "Hold on, let me go." Let me get, or so then I kind of just dropped it and was like, it was good. I want to try the other one. Do you know what's in that? The cast conditioned one. And she's like, oh, I'm not, I'm not sure. Let me send my manager over. So the manager goes and after about 30 minutes of waiting for the manager, I should point that out. Then he finally comes over with a sample of the cast condition. And it was like, it was a, um, it was a blonde Mm. that was in the cast condition, which is very weird. Usually it's a, like a, a very dark beer that is cast conditioned. So it was strange to begin with, but it had a decent flavor. So then I asked him about the hops that were in the IPA and he didn't know. He had to go back and read a book about it and then come back and tell me. And so it it just, for these people who have been learning about beer, especially the ones that are brewed specifically for the restaurant, they should know this information like it's the back of their hands right now. I, I understand, yes, it is still a new restaurant, but they've been training and learning this stuff for months at this point. So that's where it well, starts to get a little... Well, and if those are their specialty things... I was going to say, they should know those those like I mean, three, but... I could understand yeah. if they don't know everything, especially if it's overwhelming. Like, I mean, I remember when I, we opened Rocco's, people have like over 300 tequilas. There's no way you're going to learn all of that. And people would get, you know, upset. You don't know, blah, blah, blah. But there are some basic things that... You know that are the core of your menu that you really need to have a good handle on. Yeah, I agree. So let's get into the food. Mm. Uh, we tried. We did have a party of six, so we were able to order a, uh, I would say, a decent amount of food. But this is a massive menu. We're talking eighteen appetizers, six entree salads, eight sandwiches, eighteen entrees, eleven burger dishes, and five desserts plus. Uh, 10 sides, which comes out to be like 76 uh, options on the menu that can be ordered. That is a massive menu. Mm-hmm. If you've ever watched one episode of Kitchen Nightmares, uh, <laughs> the first thing Gordon Ramsay does at every restaurant that has this is he comes in and he cuts it down to 10 and makes a more Disney-fied menu almost where you know what your best ones are and you serve those. I think this menu won't change from that, though. I think they're going to constantly have a menu this size just because it's a sports bar. That's what sports bars typically do. Um, 
but therein lie some of the problems that end up happening with the dishes. But let's start with the starters. Um, we ordered three of the 18 that you could, and we had the most popular one that is selling the most, the large warm soft pretzel for eleven ninety nine. Um, just came lightly salted with... Uh, this picture doesn't even do it justice no, how big it is. No, that does not give the proper perspective. This, this pretzel is the size of my head. I'd say it's twice the size of your head. It was a big pretzel. Maybe I'm, th- maybe I'm imagining a giant pretzel. No, it literally is the size of my head. Yeah, And it comes, it comes served with mustard as well as a jalapeno cheese. I didn't really notice much of the jalapenos oh, yeah. in it, but mm-hmm. it was supposed to have a jalapeno flavor to it. Um, $11.99, I, I, well, I said it at the table, and I'll say it again, and I'll sound like I'm entitled or something, but after eating pretzels in Germany, having them fresh out of an oven made from German bakers, I'm, I'm ruined on pretzels for life. That, oh, my God. That is... Well, you must be. Taste best I where it was really liked this comfort. pretzel. It was oh, it was a very good pretzel. I would order this in a heartbeat again. Mm. Yeah, it was it was very but soft. I, and like I should say that it was like for me, it was the perfect um, consistency of a pretzel. Like I feel like I agree. I don't with ever that. order theme park pretzels. And actually, we had some pretzels when we were in the park, and they were god awful because yeah. you had to like fight to bite through them. But this one was like soft. You could just tear through it. It was like buttered. And I liked the two sauces. I had no clue that other one was jalapeno, though. I I was 100% sure that that was beer cheese. But the outside was a very, you know, firm. um, I don't know. It was... It was perfect on the outside, perfect on the inside with the different textures. It was good. But the weird part is it actually looked slightly burnt on the outside, but it wasn't. It It was perfect. It was not. It was perfect. It was perfectly cooked. So bravo to them being able to cook a pretzel. Good one to split with some people. Um, My highlight of the three starters we had next, the Wisconsin cheese curds. Um, Those were good. Fried cheese curds, which if you've never had these before... uh, my God, why have you waited so long to try this delicacy? <laughs> cheese curds are also known as squeaky cheese or one of God's greatest creations out there. Um, I could sit and eat a bag of squeaky cheese like it was nothing else. Um, this, These ones were breaded almost, breaded and served with marinara sauce as if they were going to be the replacement for mozzarella sticks on the menu. However, I kind of, I do have an issue with that because squeaky che- fried squeaky cheese and mozzarella sticks are two entirely different things. But overall, I found that these were fantastic. Yeah, I, I actually don't even think I, I used the sauce, but for one or two. But I, they were so tasty without it that I I, I would just say like ditch that and just I eat them straight up like uh, that. The marinara sauce for me wasn't very impressive, but the cheese curds, just again, the batter, the frying, the cheese, it was yeah. all very well done. And at nine ninety nine for those not a bad price at all i think you're getting uh, a good food for the value um and then the last thing we tried which was a couple of us thought it was good but i think this was the most uh the iffy part about it but crab scotch eggs um read okay here's the picture but do you have the description up there i do okay boiled eggs wrapped in a crab cake filling served with apple parsnip and mustard aioli so here's where we, we made the mistake. Yeah. We did not read the menu. So I we did. heard crab scotch eggs. And I think, I believe you're on the same no, board I, with me. I read the menu, but oh, uh, you, but I didn't think that they were going to, I thought, so they, they have the eggs like this, um, and you, you can't you know see the photo, whatever. Um, I thought they were going to have like the crab scooped on top of it. 
so I thought it was going to be like, hey, you order like a sushi yeah. roll, and it's like that. But um, yeah, because so, you thought it was going to be a typical Scotch egg with crab yes, on it, yeah. whereas I thought it was going to be a hybrid where it was the sausage on the outside, then like the crab, crab in the filling middle. Yeah. in the middle, and then the egg yeah. part in the middle. And to me, that's that's where they need to take this thing. Get it more unhealthy. Um, I love I love a good Scotch egg. Okay, with with that said though, um, so the first Scotch egg I ever had was with you at Universal yep. when we did the dining review Thank for, you, yeah, and that was good. I liked this one better, and I, I know everyone's opinion is different, but I like I really enjoyed this, and and maybe I I was braced for it because I was like, oh, I know there's going to be a flavor in here, like a seafood flavor, which which I didn't think was overly strong because sometimes I can give or take crab, but. I would order those again in a heartbeat. Yeah. Like, I, I really, really enjoyed them. I, I thought they were good. And for nine ninety nine, it was a decent portion size. Um, yeah. I'll let JL say what she had to say about it. I, the only two of the people at our table, uh, I, well, I'll just say it. Uh, Pete's niece and nephew, Mel and Carl, also joined us along with one of Rhino's friends. Uh, so two people at the table, Mel and Rhino's friend, wouldn't eat the crab scotch eggs yeah. at all. Carl tried it. I believe he liked it, but... He went back he for was, another one. Yeah, he went back for more. But, I mean, who can't go back for more? Well, Except for true. JL. JL, what was your thoughts? They are gross. <laughs> They're gross. I'll, I, I, I bit into this thing thinking, I, I love eggs. And I was going to, you know, very excited. Okay, yay, eggs. All I could taste was a Vandy Camp fish stick. That was it. It was a Vandy Camp fish stick. See, I hate, it I was hate fish gross. sticks. It was so <laughs> gross. I will never eat that again. The ones in League of Cauldron were not. No, that. but they do you like bad. seafood or not? No, I'm not a seafood fan. But okay. sometimes I will eat fish. Sometimes on rare occasion, the crab and doesn't count as fish. It's got a. It's got a. I, I know that sounds like really crab. stupid, but it it's got a weird like, flavor. You know when you're seven years old and your babysitter has to make you lunch and they pull out the frozen Vandekamp fish sticks from the freezer and you know throw it in the oven and there it is. That's what that was to me. I didn't even taste the egg at all. It was I, a fish see, stick. Okay, and I'm going to preface that with saying, she said that, and I tried it. I could barely taste the seafood part of this. So I, I, I think you you have a big aversion to seafood or like that sort <laughs> of a flavor. I do. Maybe um, I do, but it was well, gross. So I don't important. want you to, to think that they sound fishy. But The important part is it is crab cake filling. It is not crab filling. Uh, crab cakes are obviously. I I will say there was a good amount of crab in this crab cake, which is something that uh, is, is an issue if you just have more of the breading and all that in there than mm -hmm. the actual crab itself. Uh, this one is decisive, but Ooh. Rhino and I enjoyed it. Rhino loved it. I enjoyed it. Yeah. I JL hated it. hated it. So this is a. It's a, it's you a know, no. you know it's a toss up. I will say uh, in terms. So far, the the appetizers, the three we had, I would highly recommend going to this place solely for appetizers. Oh, um, yeah. They were all very good. I saw people get the chicken nachos at the table beside us. <sighs> These things were massive and looked freaking ridiculously did you good. Have appetizer Ugh. envy? I did. Add, I had app envy. And, of course, they had crispy Reuben rolls there, too. I saw I, those. I those are, those are going to be Reuben one rolls. of my votes. And I was like, no, that's like a me. We, I, we had to do the different stuff. Yeah, that's we what, did. You know. So... We did that, and with that, we will go into the entrees, and uh, I'll just start off by going there with, and saying everything that we did have at our table. So at our table, Rhino had the quinoa and edamame burger that was 
$13.99. I had the lamb burger, which was $15.99. JL had the grilled vegetable pasta for $13.99. Mel had the mac and cheese for $12.99. Nicole had the chicken pot pie for $14.99. And Carl had the fish tacos, which were a price that I can't I think they see. were $17.99. $17.99. So, uh... Overall, in terms of the prices, obviously there was some uh, there were some great deals in there. The mac and cheese at twelve ninety nine. My gosh, this that's dish! Like, it was she had a massive large. plate. Yeah, here's the. I mean, that looks like a regular size plate, but that's a really low yeah. wide no, we plate. We need to start taking the pictures with like the a quarter fork, in it or something with, with <laughs> yeah. the fork in it, so you can get perspective. Because again, that bowl was huge. Yeah, like, huge. If you're making a box of Kraft macaroni and cheese. To match how much you put in there, you would probably have to make three or four boxes. I would say four at a minimum. Yeah, um, I would say four. It was in. We all we'll go through and talk about what everyone else had first before we get to ours. Um, we all tried the mac and cheese, mm-hmm. and uh, oh, I didn't. Oh, you didn't? Well, Rhino and I did. It was facility pasta with grilled chicken, bacon, forest mushrooms, three cheeses, truffle oil, toasted herb, herb. God, look at me. <laughs> Doing a dining review, herb and breadcrumbs. <laughs> this mac and cheese was out of this world. And the only comment I could make, and I believe Rhino would back me up, when they say truffle oil, they don't mean yeah, it. They're not fooling around. <laughs> I think they literally dropped the entire bottle of truffle oil in there. And and that's not. I I mean. I, that's not necessarily a bad yeah. thing either. I, I was like, don't you? You probably when you think mac and cheese, I was like, probably go in with the expectation of. It being light on the cheese flavor and heavy on the truffle flavor, which which I feel like a lot of times these days when you order something that is truffle flavored, I barely ever taste the truffle. And this place was like, oh, yeah, well, we're just going to kick yep. you in the face with it. We'll slap you <laughs> with that truffle. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So then in terms of the fish tacos, uh, Carl pretty much single handedly devoured all of that by himself. Really fast, uh, too. Really. did. Yeah. And uh, he can't be joining us today because he is sitting in the room right beside us. Probably playing video games. Um, He said overall that he felt that they were kind of basic in terms of what fish tacos were, but they at the same time they were made very well. Um, In terms of him thinking of fish tacos, he he thought it's a standard dish that it's really hard to screw up and that they didn't. Uh, It was also served with black beans and rice. And because he liked the fact that the black beans and rice were served together in a dish, so it made them Easy mixing it mix all up it. much I'm, easier. I'm like that too. And That's cool. Yeah. I, I got to say, I did have black bean and rice envy. Looking at it, I, I love black I mean, beans and rice. It, it looks. I love it. it's like right down the middle of the bowl in that picture. Yeah. It's it's good. It's a cool presentation. No, it was very very cool presentation. They, they said and these were corn shelled tortillas though but when he got them they were soft shell yeah that's why i was surprised i didn't order them because they had the pineapple on them and because they were hard shell that's yeah. so there were, and it's we will say too especially whenever we get into ours there were inconsistencies with this menu in terms of what was promised on the menu and what actually came out yeah uh nicole rhino's friend ordered the chicken pot pie which was of course 14.99 as i said and Boom. this should be Again, the the picture for this, uh, which all these pictures, I should have mentioned it at the top of the show. All these will be in the show notes, uh, disunplug.com. For all you listeners out there, all you video people, you're seeing it right now. But the chicken pot pie, you think that that might be like served in a normal chicken pot pie dish. No, that's no. the same mac and cheese plate. Yeah, It's like uh, chicken pot there. pie for five people or something. It's just it's a like massive amount of food. of a film clapboard. Yeah. That's, that's what I would describe that pot pie as. Like. 
It was just it was the size of a film reel. Yeah, a regular yeah. film reel. Yeah, it, this thing was massive, and not only that, it was, it was wonderful. Yeah, I was gonna say, I, I, the crust I'm, looked really fluffy. Um, oh, it so I flaky. usually I'm not. It's okay. Chicken pot pie for me is one of those things where I like whenever I have it. I, I'm just always like, oh, chicken pot pie. Why is this here? And then I eat it, and I'm always like, oh, it's delicious. Um, I don't know why I'm like that, but this one is something I would actually consider going and getting specifically because, like you said, that crust was fantastic. It was like super flaky, and the chicken pot pie was really flavorful. Uh, an asterisk on that, however, that chicken pot pie was smoking for a good 15 minutes after it had been breached. Yeah, cut it as soon as it gets to the table. Cut it six more times. Start blowing oh, yeah. on it for ten minutes, and then you have a chance that you'll be able to eat it before everyone else is already finished with their meals. This thing was hot, 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 but really good. good. I think a yeah. great value. Well, probably the best value at the table, right up there with the mac and cheese. Those were uh, those were both close. Um, JL, since you kind of were in the same realm of all those entrees, I'll let you go with yours now. So I had the, I forget what the official name was. but Grilled it was vegetable grilled pasta. Grilled vegetable pasta. Basically, it was a vegan meal, and uh, it had artichokes, spinach, olives, zucchini, tomato, olive oil, basil, squash. It was delicious. It was so good. Um, the one thing that I didn't care for was there was the Kalamata olives in it, but I don't like Ugh. Kalamata olives. Uh, yuck. So. Yeah. I, I wish I had asked for those to be left off, but Jay, that's just my hot? personal taste. Was it hot? Was it hot or cold? As it, no, it was hot. It was a hot dish. It was okay. a hot dish. It wasn't burn my mouth chicken pot pie hot. But well, it usually was, when olives are in like a dish like this, I, I, I usually think it's like a cold pasta salad. So that's why it's yeah, okay, that's a valid question. And and I initially thought that the olives were black, and I like black olives, but these were not black olives. Anyway, it was so good, and I could not finish it all, unfortunately. I wanted to because it tasted really good. The grilled vegetables were the best part. Um, I would have, and I love pasta, but I actually, with this one, started avoiding the pasta and started picking out all of the vegetables just to make sure that I ate them. They were just, they were grilled to perfection and the whole olive oil basil thing was just really well done so vegans there is something out there for you and it's so good in my opinion i thought this well it looked anyways like it was the best thing on the menu um yay okay i'm done craig do you want to go next or uh, i'll let you jump up? in and go next okay so um so I went with the um, the quinoa and hold on I'm trying to find the photo there it is um, the quinoa and edamame burger it's um, it, so it comes out like this on this little uh, like uh, what looks like one of those things you put a pizza in the oven with um, which I thought was cute I got the tater tots as a side it's it's tater tots or fries whichever which I appreciated because I always like tater tots at a bar the tater tots are great. Um, they did not bring any ketchup, so it took me a couple of minutes to find somebody to bring ketchup. So th I should say that that was interesting. Like for a bar place, there was no condiments like that on the table at all. And Nothing on the table. Yeah. No salt, no pepper, yeah. no condiments, no nap, no well, extra napkin. It would have yeah. blocked your foosball viewing. Yeah, and so I'm I'm not sure if that was because of that, but I did look around and there wasn't any on any other tables either. So I don't. I don't know what's up with that. Um, and, and that runs into the problem where Craig said the waitress was getting a little frazzled, so it, it became a little difficult to get the ketchup. But 
whatever. It wasn't. It wasn't like it upset me or anything. So, um, so the burger was described as coming out on a multi-grain bun, which you can see here is not that. That is a regular hamburger bun, um, just white bread, which I noticed as I was biting into it. So I feel like that kind of. I mean, I don't, I don't care that much, but you know, it, it, part of that multigrain bun is like the texture. When you're eating a burger like that, that's a vegetarian burger. Like a lot of stuff besides flavor is texture. Like, what does it feel like while you're eating it? And I feel like the multigrain bun adds to that, and so I feel like that was lost a little bit. But it came with avocados and stuff. It was good. It was good. It tasted like you could really taste the edamame, and it had some sort of mayo on it. Um, I don't know if it was a spicy mayo. I can't remember. It, I. I feel like my taste buds are dead, so I don't really have a spice flavor in them anymore. But it's still not – it was good. It wasn't the best quinoa burger I've had. That still is burger-fi. So I think that says a lot when a fast food burger place still has a really good crispy quinoa burger. And this place has – it was it was decent. Like I probably wouldn't order it again because there was actually a bunch of other stuff on the menu that I did want to try. Like there was an ahi seared tuna salad, and I'm a sucker for ahi tuna salads. Um, so like – that also excites me about this restaurant, though, is that there were other options that I was like, "Oh, I want to come back and that I want to try this again. That is the exact feeling that I had. That was like, you know, I had my one meal, but then I was like, oh, I can't wait to come back and try something else. Because there was a lot yeah. of things on the menu that just looked really yeah, yeah. So yummy. I just, I just want to say, like, in terms of, um, like, theme park food um, or at a place at a theme park, like, I would say this is was exceptional theme park food. And as far as, like, if this was just a place that was plopped somewhere else, like, let's say it was, like, downtown – I think it was pretty decent too in that aspect of what I had, even with the mishap in my my sound my my sandwich. But um, I think Craig really ended up with kind of the brunt of the um, inconsistency. Yeah, I both of us. I've had lamb burgers multiple places, um, and I love lamb burgers. And I was going into this pretty much wanting the lamb burger, but I still threw it out to our server anyways. Between the lamb burger, the Bernays burger. Or oh, the, the looked good too. Bang Bang Chicken dish, which one she thought was the best, and she said the she lamb. Didn't, she didn't even hesitate by saying yeah. choose the lamb. So, and I will say multiple things about it. Uh, well, the lamb first, it was served with grilled red onions, feta cheese, tiki sauce, arugula, and it was on a toasted brioche bun. Uh, the lamb Supposedly. by itself, once I had to take it off the bun, it was actually really it was cooked perfectly and the lamb was flavorful uh the grilled red onions i ate those separately as well again fantastic uh however part of her raving about this dish was the tiki sauce that was on it i after i took the bun off and i looked at it i couldn't find any of this i was sauce. just gonna say i i was I, I was remembering and then i was thinking to myself oh well maybe that was the other burger that i was looking at because i almost got one of those too and your your thing was I didn't see anything on your there the was meat. no sauce. There was the feta cheese that was on there, and I'm a sucker for feta. I love feta, so that was good. And then the toasted brioche bun. So basically, all the burgers on this menu either come served on a multi-grain bun or a brioche bun. The buns that we had, I mean, maybe I'm just I've lost my ability to identify breads. But to me, these were just normal hamburger buns. These weren't brioche no, buns. No, that definitely was um, not. And so regardless aside, I'll eat it regardless of how it's served. But when they meant toasted, they meant charred because that's how my hamburger bun was. And 
Well, it, you have this it chart on the inside. The on outside the inside, yes. looked fine, but it was the inside, the part that touched the Lamburger, that you could tell they had laid that on the grill and just killed it. Yeah, it, it was burnt. And so that's why I had to undo my sandwich and eat it as an open-faced item because I, the bun was basically inedible. After I took three bites of it, I could only taste char and I couldn't taste everything inside. So I had no, no other option than to do that. And so everything inside was good. But this is where it scares me with this place. Um, I, I will admit the restaurant was completely packed at the point that we got our entree. So there was a lot of food in there. I don't... Here's a picture there, of your burger. Sorry. I there to... was a couple tables every here and there um, that were open. But for the most part, this was a full house. Um, and the I know there is a portion of this kitchen in the middle of the room where you think it's a bar, where there's lots of TVs around Rhino. If you'll actually... Can you go back and find that the, picture? The one of the you, bar thing? Yeah. Yeah. Here you go. So that in the middle there, that's not a bar. That's an open kitchen that you can watch them cooking on in there, even though it looks like a bar because there's TVs all around. I, I actually thought it was. <laughs> the bar's at the entrance of the restaurant. So uh, I don't know. They obviously have to have more kitchen space back there to make this much food but it scares me that the people there are cooking something as simple as toasting a bun on a grill that they would burn it that bad um that scares me because that's a really simple aspect of getting it out there and shame on me for not saying anything and just saying like can i get a a fresh bun that was my problem for not doing that because of that i will hesitate on trying burgers again all the entrees that came out that everyone had uh in the entree list they were all fantastic from what i tried i would be more willing to go back and try the entrees than trying any of their burgers after mine that was kind of a disappointment and rhinos which is also in that level which is just kind of it's surprising because it's a you know sports bar you think of burgers yeah um i agree and that's why i was open to trying it so overall entrees mixed bag um at this point, the service, too, was getting yeah, kind of She was kind of, like, disappearing yeah, a little this bit. This is where it was getting awful, so that also didn't help on there. It was just kind of a mess overall. Uh, we ended off, of course, with dessert because no food review would be complete without dessert. And, Boy, did we have uh, dessert. Like I said, there was five different desserts you can choose from. Apple crumble, Rocky Road Sunday, strawberry cheesecake, chocolate banana bread pudding, or their one that they want everyone to try, the big banana cake, which clocks in at a solid 1995. Okay, I, I, I just went left the slideshow because I'm looking at your photo. And again, we were talking that nothing is size-wise coming up. So I took a photo that I didn't send you. And this is the banana cake. Boom. Yeah, a whole banana tree was used to make this. Cake. I counted. There was at least eight bananas in that. <laughs> there was just well, three, six, nine. There's nine bananas in that. This is like. a seven-layer dessert with uh, with alternating layers of rich banana cake, fresh whole bananas, banana-flavored cream, and caramel topped with whipped cream and shaved chocolate. Serves six to eight people. This does not serve six to eight people. This serves. Eight to ten. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I would. I might even take that number up higher. I might take it to twelve to fifteen. This. This was. <laughs> this was remarkable. The more I think about it, I I was way too full whenever this came to our table to truly appreciate it. But I love bananas. 
I love it. And it was just this getting cake. slapped oh. in the face with bananas. Rhino. <laughs> this well, cake was bananas. <laughs> I almost missed my opportunity because I was fiddling with this. Uh, if, if you hate bananas. Boom, bananas. If you hate bananas, this is not the cake <laughs> for you. No, 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 no. I'm going to disagree with that because I'm not a huge banana fan. I mean, like, I will eat a banana. Oh, I'm a huge But I don't fan. like... Rhino, be very, very careful right now. Trap, trap. <laughs> Go ahead. Do you want to say it? <laughs> Go ahead. Gay trap. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, now I've been totally thrown off, and I'm thinking about other kinds of bananas. Um, Scooby-Doo laughed right there. Jeez. <laughs> All right. I will eat a banana. I... Not your preferred fruit. It's not. like I, Well, here's the thing. I don't like banana-flavored things so i don't like you know banana smoothies or banana whatever whatever cake banana cake you would never find me eating banana cake um banana pudding's okay but that's because the vanilla wafers save it all that being said this was a really fantastic cake it was it maybe could have been a little bit more moist but other than that it was good it was really good yes it was good and it was moist um I hope we're putting I, blooper like beeps and later. <laughs> I wish we would have taken a picture of how little we actually could finish on this thing too. And I went back in for seconds. I believe Rhino went in for seconds too. This, oh yeah, I I highly recommend it. Um, and ter- and this is coming after me being still heartbroken of losing the cheesecake, the fried cheesecake over at. Uh, this felt it wasn't fried cheesecake. It no, was it was the, yeah. It was the fried, like, kind fried, of yeah. the little cheesecake, um, like fried. Yeah, I think Over it was just MBN. called fried cheesecake, and then it was in the little wontons or whatever. Like, yeah. little, I mean, I miss rolls. I miss that dessert. This that felt, was a good dessert. This felt a little bit healthier. I'm yeah. sure it was not at all, but I felt like because we were shoving sugared you candy, got your uh, daily sugared bananas down our gullet. Um, yeah, I I uh, I thought it was I thought it was pretty good. I even had, we had asked the waitress because I thought it smelled it smelled like there was alcohol in it, but yeah. there's there was not. So it was good. It was it was a good dessert. Um, overall, serves a small country. It does serve a small country. Um, like we said, going into this review, they are still working on it. Things will change. Things will hopefully get better um, going on. So we will, of course, go back here multiple times on our own. And hopefully in a couple months, we'll be able to go back and do a true re-review of this once they got their bearings on it. Uh, I'll start with my opinion on this. Overall, I think this has a lot of potential. Um, I wish I would have just been smarter about my choice and probably went like with the bang, bang chicken. I think I would be walking out of this place at this point saying it was uh, seven and a half or eight out of ten. But right now with my experience and the initial impression, if they asked me what I would have thought at that restaurant – on a number scale of one to 10, I would have probably set a six to a six and a half. Um, and that's not a bad thing. It's, it's brand new. They, they're not expecting rave reviews from the start. And if they are, they need to manage their expectations. This can easily be an eight out of 10 restaurant. I I already think between Mm -hmm. Disney and universal, uh, given that, yeah, you only really have like ESPN zone over there, but I think this is the best sports theme bar on either property and this is the go-to place if you want to watch a game and get decent food with it i'm going to agree with that especially because um 
you know, you just threw Disney into the picture and they've got ESPN. But one thing I also liked about this restaurant, it was a sports bar, but yet it was, we could still have a conversation yep. over at ESPN. You cannot talk to the people that you're with unless you're screaming at them because it's so loud. Um, this, you could still hear what was going on and there definitely was a lot of noise, but we were still able to have a conversation and it was just freaking fun. Yep. I was sitting at a foosball table. What would your rating be on a scale of one to 10? For me, and I liked my meal, so I'm yeah. gonna, I would give it an eight. Good. I, yeah, I mean, like I said. This is going to be, for me, um, you know, walking in and out of the parks <clears throat> on City Walk. This is actually going to be one of the restaurants that I probably regularly default to, yeah. to eat. This I, It would be between this and uh, Cowfish, but I think I would even be more inclined to go to this one over Cowfish because Cowfish is so cold. They keep it so cold in there. I was much more comfortable with this one, and I felt like they kept... You know, opening garage doors and closing garage doors, they controlled the climate very well. Perfect. Rhino? Um, I would say a seven and a half. Um, I know that's a little higher than yours, but I also think my burger didn't quite suffer as much as yours. But there were what, like I said, I like a place where I'm excited to go back to try the other stuff. And I definitely want to try that ahi salad. I'd get those eggs again. I, I just can imagine being at City Walk and us being like, Oh, do you want to grab a drink really quick? And like, we'd stop in, get the pretzel, and have a couple beers or something like that. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I can see that in the future, and I think that's a good start right away. Um, and I agree. I like the garage doors up and down. I really look forward to once it's not um, like living on the sun here, um, that when the weather's, it's slowly cooling down finally, that I look forward to a nice, cool evening where they'll have those doors open maybe, and there'll mm -hmm. be a nice, yeah. like, I think it'll have really good ambiance too. Um, oh, absolutely. That, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, and I, I agree with JL. Like, I think um, if I were bringing somebody who was maybe like a picky eater or not an adventurous eater, like, I still think cowfish is number one as in far as like creativity of like what I love fusion like that. Mm -hmm. um, but this also, I think this would be my go to. Like, I, I, when we were eating there, I was like, I can't really imagine going anywhere, but like here from now on, really. Like, it'd be here or there. So. I actually agree. I mean, I, I do. I'm going to get a better. Uh, meal the next time i'm there no doubt yeah um i'm gonna be smarter about it and get a better meal and that's going to increase my rating drastically right away the service is going to improve Absolutely. as they get their bearings uh i can't complain about the speed stuff was coming out of the kitchen because whenever you compare it to the cowfish this was like fast food oh yeah compared to that cowfish, restaurant they're so slow uh this this has potential to be my go-to it, and I'm not even talking just at City Walk, like sports bars in general. I like, I like to watch sports while I'm eating. That's uh, that's just me. Um, I would no longer go to places like Ale House and Buffalo Wild Wings and stuff like that. Well, even those were louder than this yeah. place. So. No, this they have a great thing working here that they just need to start making the best it can be, mm -hmm. and yeah. I think we will see that one day. Oh, yeah, definitely. For sure. So, well, thank you, guys. I know that we're in a decently long time there, but... Uh, we were super excited. About yeah, it. no, there was. I didn't realize we had so much to talk about, and we really skimmed over most of the actual details of the inside of the restaurant. So, I uh, hope everyone out there enjoyed it. Thank you guys so much for taking the time to watch and listen to this, however you ingested us. It uh, doesn't matter, just as long as you do. Um, and remember to 
go and find some of these pictures and everything else you'll need to know at disunplugged.com. That's where our show notes are, and that's where you'll also find all of the other information you need to about all of the other shows on the Dis Unplugged podcast network. Uh, And then on top of that, if you want to contact us, that's where you're going to find it, disunplugged.com slash contact. And you can leave voicemails, send emails, all that good stuff. Uh, Find us all on social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all that all that goodness out there. Follow us, subscribe to us, uh, write reviews, leave comments, just engage with us. Uh, that's Be our the friends. Main we, we're willing to engage with you, but you gotta you, you gotta, gotta start. We can't just start randomly messaging people. That's not how life <laughs> I'm works. Just gonna pick, like, Doesn't work Twitter that way. <laughs> just, they, we don't know if you watch or listen. You might just follow us because we take cool pictures of cats and unicorns oh my gosh craig you can wrap up the show we don't know but <laughs> are you photographing a unicorn somewhere that i'm unaware of yes oh don't worry about it <laughs> that's going to do it for this episode of the dis unplugged universal edition we will be back next time with another episode of the show but until then remember food is universal yeah.